25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the rest right tight. That's left. 372 Y The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo, what up? Everybody wake up. Wake on up, get on up, and turn up the volume. What's happening on this Reaction Monday? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Visit them online at favrates.com. You can check out and see who the agents are, uh, local folks. I'm sure that you already know your hometown heroes that represent Farm Bureau Insurance. In uh, all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. So no matter where you are, no matter where you live, no matter where you're listening from, no matter where you move to next week with a new job that you just got, all that stuff, no matter where you go, there's a hometown hero (laughs) waiting on you. See what you did there. See what I did there? With Farm Bureau, (laughs) including in Lafayette County. Somebody hooked Lane Kiffin up. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt. (laughs) Roger is here. Um, we're going to hear from you throughout today's show. I'm also um, enjoying uh, getting a little more and a little more proficient each day with streaming this show on Facebook and on Periscope, Twitter, simultaneously keeping up with the comments and all that kind of stuff there. And the very first comment or reaction of any type on today's show just came from Derek on Facebook, who is watching the stream and says, laughing emoji, laughing emoji, loving that shirt. Oh, now I got to look. Now, Roger, you just pull it up and you see. But to everybody listening who can't watch, let me just put this in your face right now. Come on. The Chiefs just won the division. The Chiefs just won the division for the, what, fourth straight year. They are AFC Western Division champs, and they did it by beating the big, bad, unbeatable, air quotes, dynasty. Okay, they are. (laughs) But beat them. It's hard to pull off at the red and orange, man. (laughs) Do what now? It's hard to pull off a, a, a large red uh, garment, but you're doing okay. Well, okay, look, it's not... Excuse me, that's red and gold. That's and it. And you better get it right, Roger, before Rob J. walks in there and slaps you upside the head. <laughs> that <laughs> happened. It's red and yellow. Chiefs! The Kansas City Chiefs! 9-4. and four. They are 6-1 and one away from home this year, boys and girls. Try that on for size. In a year when Patrick Mahomes has been hurt, not his best. But still, 23-16 to 16 a win 
in Foxborough at the New England Patriots. Held them to seven points in the first half. Gave the Patriots their third loss of the year. Chiefs are 9-4. and four, Win the division. Moving on, baby. Moving on. Just get old Patty Ice healed up and ready for the playoffs. What a win. And to top it all off, what was so great about it was Chris Jones, the Mississippi kid from Nettleton by way of Houston High School, Mississippi State, second-round draft pick of the Chiefs, signed a big contract now, the anchor of their defense on the defensive front, all six foot six, 315 pounds of him, and about a size 40 waist, jawing, trash-talking with Tom Brady. <laughs> Get some of that, Tom. Now look. Oh, Tom, man. <laughs> Tom, you know it, and I know it, and Chris knows it. We all know it. You're not bowing up on Chris Jones. Now, you got pads on, and you're 10 feet tall, and all that kind of stuff. But if, Come on, frat boy. You want to go? <laughs> but if push comes to shove, literally, then somebody better come help. You better call somebody because you, Tom, don't want any of Chris Jones. You get Gronk on the case. Gronk's lost a bunch of weight. Do you see his expert Golf analysis? Do you see his expert analysis? Uh, Rob Gronkowski. They had him on Fox uh, on the NFL broadcast after they beat the Cowboys, and it was bad conditions. And he was said, "He said, and I quote, <laughs> Ro- Roger, listen up." He said, "And I quote, the Patriots did what they had to do, and that's all you have to do." To win games like this. Thanks, John Madden. (laughs) Thanks. Genius. All right, so welcome in. Look, there's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show today. There's plenty to react to. The team that scores the most. The team that scores the most, yeah. Going to win this game. (laughs) Half the teams in the NFL win. Okay, all right. Every every Sunday. Every Sunday. Okay. Whatever they play. Like my granddad, my dad always said my granddad would be watching games on TV. He'd go, somebody's going to score if something doesn't happen. Now think about that. All right, so we could all be analysts then. But look, plenty to react to today. Yes, Mississippi State is in the Music City Bowl in Nashville just like we all prayed and hoped for. And it was not just because it was given. And it's this time yesterday, literally this time yesterday, they weren't going there. But it took some wheeling and dealing and negotiating. Yes. What goes into that kind of negotiating? We'll talk about that. Okay. Patience. Patience, okay. grasshopper. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Yeah. I'm picking up your sarcasm, by the way, Roger. Uh, well, actually, I am, I am curious. Okay, so I will get into that because there's some stuff that happened. Yes, Lane Kiffin is on the ground kissing babies. And it was fantastic. Somebody handed him a baby last night, Roger, uh, on the air, on like the tarmac. Said, here, kiss my baby, take a picture. And he did. And then as he handed the baby back to the parent, the dad said, hey, get yourself a burner phone. (laughs) (laughs) That worked out really good. You cannot make it up. So plenty of reaction uh, there to go around as well. I mean, just on all fronts, there's just all kinds of crazy stuff. So call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. It is uh, 995-1059. Text me on the text line at 885-ESPN or... 885-3776, and those are all uh, 601 numbers. I'll get to your text, a bunch of those coming in. 
You can comment on Facebook. I'll try to keep an eye on those, too. And then, uh, of course, like I said on the phone line, I prefer the phone call, so let's do it. Here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line, Mountain Dog is the first on this reaction Monday. What's up? You know, as long as Joey Freshwater was kissing babies instead of co-eds, <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Well, I think he's got that behind <laughs> him. Uh, you stole my thunder about Chris Jones because I watched that. I was so excited, man. I was waiting for Brady to do something. Yeah. What Wasn't it fun, though, to watch? You know, when look, to the Patriots' credit, they are the Patriots. They are the dynasty. He is, Tom Brady is the best ever. He's certainly the winningest ever. They got more Super Bowl rings, all this kind of stuff. So isn't it fun to, to a few times a year watch a team like the Chiefs go in there and beat them? Isn't it cool? Oh, it is. It's awesome. Plus, it's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've been a Chiefs fan since I was probably seven years old. Really? We went to an exhibition game. At Mississippi Memorial, Veterans Memorial Stadium, the Chiefs were playing the Saints, and I hooked, I just loved watching Lenny Dawson uh, at quarterback. Sure, yeah. Chiefs, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just hooked on to him and never let go. That's great. And uh, I need to send you a picture. There's a picture of Lenny Dawson at halftime of the first Super Bowl, he's in the locker room and yeah. he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I saw that. He was like, <laughs> he, he was relaxing at halftime of the Super Bowl by smoking a cigarette and having like a, I don't know, some carbonated <laughs> drink, you know. It's great. Times were so much different back then. Uh, they really were. I'm telling you, man. But anyway, I I, uh, I love the fact the Chiefs won. The Chiefs won the division and Let's get on with the Super Bowl now, man. It'll be here before we know it. Yep. Good call, Mountain Dog. Thank you, man. All right. See you, bud. See you, man. Hey, man, Roger. I'm look, looking over the, the swag. Thank you so one. much for that link. All right. So, I'll, But I'm they gonna... got the worst one. What's that? State did? You know, the, the, the gift suite, which, by the way, Jake, you know, he he mispronunciates a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I kid you not. He He's referred to that as the gift suite. Or, or No, the gift suit. Excuse the, me. Oh, the gift suit. <laughs> the gift suit. He said, what kind of suit? They give it a suit. <laughs> uh, all that's they got great. right down here, maybe that's the, the list. This isn't complete, but the these this state the uh, this website does this every year. Okay, but they right. they got a fossil watch. Okay, okay. So I'm going to look this up for uh, Roger. Th- uh, thank you for the link. It's Sports Business Daily, very reputable. So this is all going to be accurate, and we can look at uh, bowl swag here. Yeah, we'll see. Right, Academy Sports has got some good stuff. Yeah. Look, when uh, we went to a bowl game uh, my junior year of college, so that'd be 98, we won the Western Division, we played in a Cotton Bowl, and it that really stood out to me is, one, Roger, like we, we get to the bowl game, we're in Dallas, say we get there, I, I think we all traveled on our own, but I can't remember. I know we did the next year to Atlanta, we just traveled on our own, and they took our keys to our cars while we were there, but uh, the one in Dallas, however we got there, we go in and we check in. You know, Each player we're checking in. And each of us were going to be there for like six or seven days. So every player was signed in and given basically an envelope full of cash. And that was our daily per diem, effectively. So, and I guess maybe it covers entertainment, it covers food, you know, and outside of what the team gives you and all this. And for me, I, I may be wrong, but I want to say it was maybe around 500 bucks 
that they put in my pocket cash with the day I showed up for the bowl. Every player. Um, and obviously some spend it more wisely than others. Did you buy a fishing rod? Uh, no, I, not on that trip. Now, the next year for the uh, Peach Bowl in Atlanta, one of the days that we were there, we got Everett Kennard, our bus driver, to load us up on a bus. It was kind of a secret trip. And I say to us, it was only about 10 or 12 of us on the team that we really, really, really wanted to go to Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> See, back then, 99, 20 years ago, I hadn't been to a whole lot of Bass Pro Shops. And they had one not too far from the hotel. And so sure enough, he drove the, the team bus, dropped us off at Bass Pro Shop, came back and picked us up an hour later. And you should have seen us. We piled up on the bus. One guy bought a rifle. Um, I bought fishing rods, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure, it looks that like was the there's about a, a $500 limit on what goes in the the gift suite. Yeah. Well, who knows? I know this. Again, back to the Cotton Bowl 98. I get my keys, Roger. I go up to my room, open the door, walk in, and on the bed, it's like sports Santa had come and delivered. The bed was covered in swag. So nice. I'm talking... You know, yes, these memorabilia pieces like a watch that's a Cotton Bowl watch, a football with everybody's signature on the team, but brand new pairs of shoes and shirts and sweatsuits and hats and bags and backpacks. And underneath all of it, as you unpiled it, was in the box. Again, you're talking about 1999, okay? In the box, a brand spanking new PlayStation video game deal. And what was crazy about that, we're staying in the hotel. I don't know what hotel it was, but it's one of those in downtown Dallas. The one that, if you ever watched that show Dallas, where in the intro to Dallas, there was a helicopter flying. You could see the reflection of the helicopter in that mirrored hotel, you know? It was like shining, the sun shining off the mirrored windows of that hotel. That's the one we're staying in downtown. Like, literally, I looked out my window on whatever, about the fifth floor that I was on, and I'm looking right at the school book depository. I look down, there's an X on the street where tourists can see the spot where John F. Kennedy was assassinated. That's where you are, downtown Dallas. And so this hotel at that time, 20 years ago, some of the rooms had a modern enough TV in it that players could hook up their PlayStation to it and just use it. Others of us had an older television that required some little adapter to make your PlayStation work in your room. <laughs> And I didn't have one. And I took a cab from the hotel. I said, take me to a Walmart. He takes me to a Walmart. It took like 15 minutes to get there. I go in. I buy this little bitty $10 adapter. Come back. Get in the cab. He brings me back to the hotel. The cab ride cost me like 50 bucks. It was ridiculous. Anyway, and hooked up the PlayStation in the room. So, you know, all these kids that go to these bowl games, that is another underrated part of it. All, you have so many teams now that are going to bowl games, and they're all showing up and getting stuff. And so we'll go through that list. All right. Um, over here on the text line, 885-ESPN. Congratulations to the Chiefs. How many Super Bowls? Hey, come on now. Come on. It may just be one more. You never know. Brady and company, yeah, a bunch. Yeah, a bunch of Super Bowls. Guess what? Got their butts beat last night, didn't they? Three-hump camel. 2-0 and in his last two. 
and Tom Brady 0-2 in his last two. Tommy T on the text line says, Why do Ole Miss fans think state fans are butthurt and jealous of Kiffin? Well, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask Internet Land about that. But, you know, um, I would say jealous probably not the right word. Well, for some fans, it probably is. You know, for the portion of, uh, you know, state fans who want a new coach or whatever or were upset, maybe they are jealous. I don't know. None of that really matters, though. Jason, um, got your text. I'm going to look at that video. Thank you. Brad, Kevin the Recruiter, LOL. Who is that in refer- Who is that in reference to? Kevin who? Kevin who? What are we talking about, Brad? Jay in Baltimore says, We discussed last night the necessity for a Bulldog win in this bowl game. What are the biggest concerns or obstacles to having kids ready and focused on game day? Well, I'll tell you this. One thing that every team worries about is getting there and getting the team in a routine of wake up, meal, meeting, entertainment, lunch, practice, go to bed, so that at the end of the bowl week, you're still in, there's this feeling of a routine because all teams operate in, in terms of a routine. And that's hard when you go to a new place and you're there for only a week and you're practicing at some high school and all that kind of stuff. It's difficult. Uh, so that's one thing that's a concern. The other thing is, too, you know, if you don't have good leadership or if your players don't really understand how important it is to be ready to win this game, then they can go and they go out at night and they have a good time and get a little distracted. You know, it's more like a vacation where you're just mixing in a little football, and that's not what State wants. I can promise you that. Uh, the mailman in Madison says they should have given y'all coupons the hospital in Cotton Bowl because I've never seen so many stretchers on the field in my life. Yeah, we had what we had two players that got run over by Ricky Williams. I'm like he hurt two guys by himself. Larry, Larry live on the text line says when we went to the Gator Bowl, we got a travel bag full of bowl swag, and then got to go into the gift room and spend $500 worth of credits towards Xbox or PlayStations, etc. And then we got $200 Best Buy gift cards, and we got a per diem check. We also got paid uh, X amount of cents to the mile from your house to the bowl site. Larry was an equipment manager for Phil. Yeah, I mean, look, the same thing. When we drove to the to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl in 99. We all got reimbursed for our mileage and put a bunch of cash in your pocket. (laughs) There's no shortage of spending money, I promise you that. And you can imagine what some people did with it uh, in downtown Atlanta. (laughs) Only time they can legally give you some extra something, something. Well, yeah, I say that's right, at least extra. But again, Roger, every month, every scholarship player is walking in there and picking up a check. They give you a certain amount of money every month to pay for your apartment if you live off campus and to pay for food that you buy yourself outside of what the team already is feeding you. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure you're uh if you took your hours of practice and divided it up it's a, yeah, you know, modest pay. My, well, I'm sure. That's right. By the way, if you want to get one of those fossil watches, I I recommend you just don't buy it there. I, 
after the games, they apparently donate them all to the Nashville Goodwill. So oh, you can really? Pick them up for like eight bucks. Eight <laughs> bucks if you want one. Yeah. Roger, you sent me a picture of it there. Pretty cool looking. There's the watch. Looks Got good. The, it, that's the classic you get thing. A Notre Dame one for twenty nine. Yeah, I'll get one of those. Like every year, I get one. The usually the way it works out. So look at it this way: State has been to how many straight bowls is this? This is ten straight, isn't it? Ten straight bowl games. Look at it this way. It's pretty impressive. That's really impressive, Roger. And here's the other thing. Well, my wife and I have been married for 11 years. And that entire time I've been on the radio crew. So for 10 straight years of an 11-year marriage, every December or January, right around Christmas or right around New Year's, all of the holiday plans have been affected by and planned around me going to a bowl game. School record, 10th consecutive season going to a bowl for Mississippi State. That would join Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, and LSU, the only SEC programs to go to a bowl every season this decade. And let's see, only one of 13 total FBS teams that have done that. That's pretty impressive. So that's a bunch of watches. And usually what happens about February, somebody from the athletics department will call me and they'll say, hey, Matt, your watch has just been sitting here in my office. Will you please come by and get it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll come get it. All right. So when we come back, the first thing I'll tell you is how the bowl switcheroo happened and what went into that. But then we got to get into Lane Kiffin because coming up in a little over half an hour from right now, we're going to tune in live to the Lane Kiffin introductory press conference at Ole Miss right here in the Farm Bureau studio. That's coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right. Rolling along with you here in hour number one on this Reaction Monday. I'm Matt. Feeling much better. I'm not completely over it, though, Roger. I mean, I'm still spitting and sputtering. I finished uh, some of the meds I was supposed to take last night after having the crud. (laughs) One thing that's helping me get through it, though, again, I'm much better today. Certainly sound better. I got a little coffee left in the thermos here from High Point Roasters in New Albany. If you are a Mississippi and listen to me, you will not be disappointed. If you go to highpointroasters.com and right there in New Albany, Mississippi, they are roasting the state's best coffee and they will send it right to your doorstep. Great gifts and whatnot for Christmas coming up. So get some. Let me prove it to you. That's a great uh, Christmas <sighs> gift idea like for people who are from here but they live yes. out of state, it's yes. them a little taste of home. Absolutely, Roger. Hey, and look, here's the other thing, too. Whenever I get a box, uh, you know, or a new supply, a lot of times Dan sends these right here with it. Sounds like a drug deal to you, man. Caffeine. It really does. Yeah. You're a fiend. <laughs> I mean, and it, this coffee smells so good, you can smell the box a mile away. I don't even drink it, but I love the smell of that fresh ground stuff. This is a package from High Point Roasters of chocolate-covered espresso beans. Get a quarter pound bag of them. They're what high dollar, but they're really, really good thing. Yeah, they're chocolate covered espresso beans. You eat them. Do you grind them? Or you eat them. You eat them. And listen, it is fantastic. It's the best candy for a grown up in the world. 
We were doing the uh, Mississippi Land Bank podcast last night, and I ate one on the podcast, and somebody commented, well, Matt's going to be up all night long. <laughs> it's like, well, dadgum, I didn't think of that. Tossing, but, turning, turning, and tossing. Yeah, I was able to get back to sleep. All right. Um, welcome in Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Roger, I took your advice and put the glass cover, sticky cover, protective screen thing on my iPhone because I, I use it naked. I don't put a case on it. My yeah, iPhone. At least got to have that on there. Yeah. So now the iPhone 8 Plus from C Spire. Naked with no case does have the glass screen protector on it. I put one on. Took your advice. Thought it was the right thing to do. You'll be glad you did, especially when it's cracked and then your phone isn't. Exactly. All right. So, um, real quick, here's what happened. Backtrack to Saturday, Saturday night. Mississippi State was going to the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. And they knew that, and everybody knew that. Outside of some really crazy scenario in the what were then the upcoming college football playoff rankings that came out yesterday, Saturday, Sunday, excuse me. But as of Saturday night, State's going to the Belk Bowl. Sunday morning, State's going to the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. Tennessee's going to the Music City Bowl. Kentucky was going to the Gator Bowl. That's how this was all working out. And um, then the rankings came out, the college football playoff rankings. And guess what? Auburn, for instance, an SEC team, did not catapult ahead of Wisconsin and Baylor into the New Year's Six or anything like that. Therefore, it didn't shuffle anything down the line for SEC teams. It moves on. It's about 1.30 yesterday afternoon, Sunday. Keep in mind, the SEC was going to put it out there for all the world to see at 3.30 on Sunday afternoon where the teams were going to bowl games. So in the last hour and a half, something started to shift and shake loose and change. I believe it started to happen with Tennessee. Tennessee going to the Music City Bowl. Music City Bowl obviously wanted Tennessee natural choice. You think we're going to sell all of our tickets. But there was this... Malaise, general malaise in the Tennessee fan base, even though their first bowl game in a little while. Something about just staying at home in their home state. They Tennessee had dreams of playing a game in Florida as a school. Music City wanted Tennessee. Well, what started happening apparently in that last hour and a half is the divide began to become real with, you know, Tennessee didn't really want to go to Music City, which kind of makes sense for them. We understand that. Paired with the scenario with State and Kentucky that everybody started to talk about and communicate on phone calls, going, well, look, see, State's fan base kind of has a general malaise about having to go all the way to Charlotte. Yet they would be really excited and probably really attend well if the game, if they got to play the game in Nashville. So you get an SEC team there that's going to travel well and sell a bunch of tickets. State will do that for the game in Nashville. Tennessee will kind of get what they want. They get to go to the Gator, and you just move Kentucky up to the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. And even though some of their fans might not like that, it's in terms of travel for Kentucky fans and matchup, it's about six of one, half a dozen of another anyway. So Kentucky might have sort of kind of been the odd man out, but not really. They're still going to the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. 
State get what, gets what it wants to go to Nashville. The fan base feels like they got an early Christmas present. And Tennessee gets what they wanted, and that's to go play in a sunshine, potentially, in a place like Jacksonville. And so with about an hour and a half to go before that 3.30 announcement yesterday afternoon, they switched it. We shifted them around, and that's kind of how that happened. So, And look, it is true that a lot of making that fall into place, getting everybody on two or three fronts to see it that way, that was done by Mississippi State, by John Cohen and the people who were negotiating that with the Bulls and with the conference and with the other schools. There were reports yesterday that during the Mississippi State women's basketball game, John Cohen was watching the game, he was there, and then he'd get up and get on his phone and leave. And then he'd come back and he's watching the game, and then he'd get up and get on his phone and leave, (laughs) constantly working through that. And what you need to know as a State fan is, number one, I put out some information last night on that podcast. I was assuming that as the SEC team, you get to be the home team in the Music City Bowl. Number one, that's not the case. State is the visiting team, will be the visiting team in this bowl game against Louisville. So, therefore, you're the visiting team in an NFL stadium. Therefore, the stadium and the bowl are not going to allow cowbells into the game. That's what I'm told. Now, obviously, that's something that a few state fans are probably upset about. And it's my understanding that if you were the home team and the way those things worked out, maybe you can negotiate that. Some other bowls have allowed that when State was the home team. State being the visiting team in this bowl game in Nashville, it's NFL Stadium, they make the rules and make the decisions. They have made the decision that no cowbells allowed in the ball game. So just putting that word out there. Obviously, State's people fought for that, but the bowl and the stadium can do what they want to do, and that's just the way that is. So there you go. Any further questions on those kinds of things, just hit me up. All right, back over to the text line. And then after this, we'll come back in a bit. We're going to flip it over to uh, Lane Kiffin. We're going to talk a little bit about the hire. My observations of kind of what you've seen so far, creating a buzz, positivity, all that kind of feel. And then we'll flip it over at the top of the hour, around 1 o'clock Central Time here on this Monday. You're supposed to have the Lane Kiffin press conference introductory deal. I think it's at their basketball arena. Um, and we'll try to listen into some of that. All right, here we go. Text line. Jay in Baltimore, 885-3776 says, So what is meeting slash exceeding expectations for Kiffin over the next two years? Moorhead wins two bowls and goes to two bowl games, two egg bowls and goes to two bowl games, and his head's on the chopping block. I say these uh, those results would be exceeding expectations. It's all relative. I think expectations following the last couple of seasons in Oxford are lower than when Joe took over from Mullen. That's from Jay in Baltimore. There's no question about it. I think it's probably one of the things that makes it an attractive job for Kiffin to take. They pay you a lot of money. You can take your time and recruit it the way you want to because really you go win six next year, it's a huge improvement. That'd be a two-win year-over-year improvement. All right, just getting started. Hour one on this Monday. Stick around. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
All right, back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Hometown heroes, local insurance agents in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. And the thing about Farm Bureau agents is they live there. Most of them born and raised there, right there in that town, right in that community or nearby anyway. You know them probably already, and they know you, and they're a phone call away. So when things happen, if you have questions or you have an incident, you got to call on insurance and get an insurance involved. You pick up the phone, you call their cell phone, you text them. You know, it's not a, you're not calling an 800 number two states over having to wait for quote unquote business hours. And that's the good thing about Farm Bureau. It's personal. It's one-on-one. We stay connected to you here because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. You want the perfect Christmas gift for everyone on your list? C Spire has you covered. Get offers like uh, your choice. Top smartphones free with a trade-in. A free line of unlimited for a year when you switch two lines. And more at cspire.com. Wearables. C Spire. Customer inspired. Everybody's got those ear pods now. I bet that is going to be like one of the big gifts this year for these kids. Yeah. And big kids too. These young whippersnappers, these kids. <laughs> They're all getting younger and younger, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I was watching an episode years ago of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, and he had gotten an iPod. And his, you know, the, the character uh, of Raymond's mother played by Doris Burke, the great actress. She said, what is that, like a hi-fi? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody busted out laughing because everybody watching that show is old enough to remember hearing the mentions of hi-fi <laughs> back when they were a kid. Yeah, then you got your hi-fi and your Wi-Fi. That's right. Now we got Wi-Fi. Totally different than a hi-fi. Roger, do you have that train sound effect? I got it right here. There it is, folks. That's the lane train. The lane train is pulling. <laughs> the lane train is pulling into Oxford, sir. You just better get yourself off the tracks or get on board. Um, another lane on my Facebook page who's watching the live stream said, What's up? The circus is opening today in Oxford. The lane train. You can get on board today. At the station. Terminal O for Oxford. Oh, God, we love him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we balling, baby. We balling. I just hope that there's somebody, that kind of enthusiasm up there. I guarantee you there is. Did you listen to Chris Brooks' show? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I expected to see a lot more Ole Miss logos so far today, but I, everybody's been kind of reserved. Now, look, I'm just going to say this. Roger, you bring, up, on either. you bring up an interesting point because this is the doggone truth. People in the state of Mississippi, regarding the signage on their vehicles, the signage and logos on their clothing, the people in this state are more wishy-washy with that stuff 
than anywhere I have ever seen. If Ole Miss has now lost two Egg Bowls in a row. They felt like they were going to lose the last one before they even played in it. The last couple of years, there have been less and less people wearing Ole Miss shirts, less and less cars with Ole Miss stickers on them. But if you let them start winning, and now that Lane Kiffin's there, even the excitement, you're going to see more and more of it. And look, State fans, don't you point and laugh and snicker, because I see y'all too. The big big OK decals now. You know, the big O they had before. (laughs) Listen, Roger. When Coach or there'll Kroon, be a train. There'll just be a picture of a train. When Coach Croom <laughs> was at State, you couldn't find vehicles with State stickers on them. Now, after 10 straight bowls and DAC and everything, you can't go into a parking lot and not find Mississippi State tags and stickers and everything. I think people visiting from outside, outside of football country would be probably remark on, wow, there are a lot of maroon vehicles yeah, in, in this area, they sure are. And they you sure see the are. red and the, the red and the blue ones too, no doubt. Uh, Junior on Facebook says, "What about the Green Wave? Four straight state championships. Go West Point Green Wave. The West Point Green Wave won the five A state championship. It is their fourth consecutive championship. They are dominating high school football in the state of Mississippi." Sharon on Facebook said, "Going to Nashville on my birthday." Made me beyond thrilled. Thank you, whomever made it happen. You can send your thanks. Tell them I sent you to uh, John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State. Over here on the text line, Ghost Texter says, they'll be in the same boat in three years when this blows up in their face. Here's the thing about that. Let's be real. You don't know that. We don't know that. I don't know that. Now, if you're not a fan of Ole Miss, if you are Nafum, not a fan of Ole Miss, then you may hope that happens. And you may be correct, but it's not because you know. It's because you hope and you're guessing. We're all speculating, which I guess is what we always do. But look, with coaching hires, there is no way to know. Regardless of the reaction on the front end, regardless of winning the press conference, there is no way to know how it's going to play out long term. And I made this statement on a podcast last night. Chris Brooks talked about it on his show. I totally agree with that. Is look, you can do everything right at state at Ole Miss and win seven games, eight games. You know, so what are you measuring everything by? I think look, when you're in the SEC Western Division with Auburn, Alabama, and LSU, you can recruit your butt off and do very well. You can coach your tail off and do everything right and still go out and lose to Auburn, LSU, and Alabama in the Western Division. And so long-term, what are the expectations and what are they going to be? That's the thing about it, though, and this was a great point by Chris. He's looking at it from an Ole Miss perspective. They don't care about long-term right now, and nor should they. Because look at what they've been through. And for the first time in... What, five years? Let's just say the better part of five years. For the first time in a better part of five years, they are genuinely excited about football. Yes, it's because of who they hired, but now they're back on the radar a little bit. Now they feel like they've got a chance in recruiting a little bit. Now they're, you know. They're the center of attention today. That's right. They're a center of attention. And, Roger, here's the thing about it, too. I think there's a lot of Ole Miss fans who will tell you, well, they don't know. 
we don't really know that it's going to translate into winning a bunch of games. Next year is going to be tough with the schedule. We may be a couple of years away, but heck, I'm still going to buy the ticket and go because at least it's exciting. <laughs> One of the big old Miss fan and alumni talked to you today did not not happy with the hire actually. Well, I heard that too. We had a thing at church. Well, we were at church two or three different times yesterday, whatever it was. And uh, some people mentioned that. You know, there's some people not too happy about it, and that's fine. I think that's a, that's the case with every hire. Um, and only time will tell whether it's good or bad, and wins and losses stack up. Yeah, we got to see all that. Unnamed texter, ghost texter says, "Do you think Ole Miss is in better or worse condition than Nebraska?" What I mean is Scott Frost's rebuild or Kiffin's rebuild harder. Well, on the surface, I would say that Kiffin's is a little more difficult at Ole Miss because of the conference that he plays in. Nebraska in the Big Ten now? Which one are they in? They were in the 12 and they left and went to the Big Ten. I always get that confused. Yeah, they're in the Big Ten. Same division as Wisconsin, right? And it's tough, but, you know, on one hand you go, well, Look at who you have to play every year in the SEC West, who you're up against every year in the SEC West. It's, therefore, it's a tougher rebuild at Ole Miss. But there are many more, you know, SEC caliber athletes to recruit right at your doorstep at Ole Miss than there are at Nebraska. I believe that. So, you know, maybe they offset. Look at that. Jason sent us a picture on the text line of him wearing a maroon is all that matters shirt. He said, by God, I wore my state gear and stickers on my car when Kroon was there. Still wear it proudly. Mostly if it still fits. <laughs> <laughs> there is that caveat. There's that one. That's a long time ago, man. It really is. And I got Congrats some if you've held steady. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no question about it. Um, and Jamie, I'll answer this one. Jamie on my Facebook page says, hi, Matt. What does the homecoming queen think of this new hire at Ole Miss? Oh, man, she and her sister are all about the lane train. Her sister, mostly. <laughs> Who wants, said she wants to move back to Oxford. Was she single or something? No. She's happily married with two children. But that's what they do. Look, they hero worship at Ole Miss like they do at Alabama. Really, it's worse at Ole Miss. They, See, they, that's how you run into these terribly disappointing situation <laughs> but you, you put your trust in a man now you got to be real careful about this hero worship stuff now there's no doubt about that but look again i i don't blame them one bit they're excited better to have loved and lost you know the old miss administration keith carter you just got to credit him they did exactly what they needed to do and that is you have to do something you must make a change and if you're going to do it, you might as well do one and pull out all the stops and spend the money to go ahead and assure that your fan base is going to like it for now. If it doesn't work out long-term, deal with it then. But make sure they like it now. This is one of those where winning the press conference was important. And speaking of which, we'll try to tune into that press conference coming up next here on the show. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.